Hey guys, welcome back to the Road to Madness podcast. I'm Min Dong. I'm Maggie Glio. 20 days left until March Madness begins. Yeah, pretty exciting. We're almost there. Almost there indeed. Obviously very stoked. And uh, obviously we have an episode coming up today, obviously coming in the weekend and all the breaking news that happened these past couple of days. And uh, tomorrow's episode will be the beginning of our uh, tournament conferences. So uh, we're very excited for those. I believe we are doing the Horizon League, and we are also doing another oh, – I don't remember the other conference on top of my head. Yeah, but the Big South and the America yeah. East. Yeah. Yes, thank you. Big South, America East, and also the uh, Horizon League. So we're very excited for those three conferences to start. And it's just the kickoff of pretty much the uh, move into March. So we're very excited for that. And uh, a ton of pieces of breaking news, so I'll let you kick it off with the first piece. Yeah, first piece. Pitts Udise Tony will be leaving Pitt and transferring he was averaging 14 and a half points six rebounds two and a half assists through 16 games this season he was their third leading scorer second leading scorer one of the two and now yeah he was the third the second leading scorer sorry and now he's departing from the program 24 hours or just about 24 hours after xavier johnson has announced he would be transferring so now they only have Julian Champagne left. That's, that's probably it. He'll have two years remaining. A lot of high major interest, I'm guessing. Where do you think he'll go? Obviously, he's from Huntsville, Alabama. Yeah, I mean, he is the second option, but let's be honest. Uh, I believe he was averaging 14.4 to be exact, and Xavier Johnson was averaging 14.2. So, pretty much a tie for second option, obviously behind Julian Champagne. But uh, regardless, I don't know where he might go. There's a chance he could go down to the SEC, I think. Alabama might be reaching out to him. Uh, they got a couple good transfers this past offseason. So I, I think uh, Tony right here could be a pretty good snack for them. But uh, I can honestly see him going anywhere in a Power 5 conference. Uh, that fits his needs. Probably not a school in like a lower tier because Pitt, they're kind of in a lower tier. No disrespect to them, but they're kind of in that lower tier for the ACC. And you could say the same about like Nebraska for the Big Ten and a couple other schools I could say for a bunch of other different conferences. But uh, all in all, I think he will go to a school in the SEC, just my opinion right here. But, uh, yeah, I'm very excited to see where he goes. He's a very good player, obviously. So uh, I'll definitely hop out whatever team he goes to next year. Yeah, definitely agree with you. I don't know where he's going to go yet. I don't know who's reached out to him, but he's definitely going to be playing at a high major school. Definitely. And speaking of high major schools, uh, BC's Boston College's Rich Kelly. He will miss the remainder of the season due to a foot injury, and he actually will transfer from BC next year as well. He was averaging 11 points a game, two rebounds a game, two and a half assists per game through 16 games, obviously, before the season ending foot injury. And uh, probably a mixture of reasons for leaving. I'd say one, probably, obviously, the firing of Coach Jim Christian. Uh, he was one of the guys that recruited him here. Uh, obviously, he's gone now, so it makes sense for Rich Kelly to go. But uh, all in all, next year will be his sixth year in college basketball. Uh, obviously, everyone gets an extra year, so – Usually we'd say it's very interesting, obviously, with uh, Coleman Lands and uh, a couple other guys as well who are getting their sixth year. But uh, all in all, he will be in his sixth year next year. He obviously will receive some high major interest uh, per he was at BC this year. He is from Connecticut, so uh, you have any thoughts on where he might go? Yeah, uh, sucks for BC, obviously. He was he's one of their more consistent and healthy guys. And, yeah, he's, he's he, he basically falls in the category of a – a grad grad transfer so he's graduated from college twice he already has his graduate degree and now he just gets a free year of college basketball so good for him um i don't know where he's going to be honest yeah i couldn't tell you either but uh i mean another year of college basketball free years a free year you gotta definitely take the advantage of it so i think he will go to a relatively good school and maybe try and get to the tournament because uh I mean, he thought maybe they had a chance this year at BC, but that's just what definitely wasn't the case. So uh, if I were him, I'd probably go tournament chasing and ring chasing. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's wherever he uh, reach, whatever schools reach out to him, uh, definitely make a decision among that. Mm-hmm. And we do have a, a transfer that has committed somewhere. Miami transfer Matt Cross has committed to Louisville. He was averaging seven points, three and a half rebounds, one and a half assists through 14 games this year. Uh, he was a top 104 star recruit. For the class of 2020, still really unsure what happened to him and Miami coach uh, Jim Laranaga because he, he did transfer out midseason. But nonetheless, he'll have four years of eligibility remaining as to a very good Louisville class of 2021. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I really like this uh, decision here for Matt Cross. Uh, Louisville, I think it's a good fit for him. 
Uh, Coach Chris Mack should do some very good things with him. And this 2021 class for Louisville is very good. It's very top of the core. I mean, Florida State, I believe, still is leading for ACC uh, class ranks. But uh, I think Louisville is right up there as well. So uh, I definitely like this uh, transfer here from Matt Cross. I definitely think he will help Louisville out. Obviously, they didn't have the best of season, his freshman season, quote-unquote. Obviously, he's getting another year. But uh, all in all, I think next year will be a very good year for him and that Louisville team as well. Yeah, definitely agree with you. Obviously, he provides some much-needed offense. And this year, Louisville, not the best on offense. But, yeah, Matt Cross can, can really light it up. Definitely. And we now go to the daily recap. Uh, it feels like yesterday was a very good slate of games for some reason. Kind of a low-key good slate of games, uh, just personally, I think. But uh, all in all, uh, pretty good past two days. A lot of very exciting games, I'd say, personally. So, uh, yeah, I mean, let's just get right into it. First up and foremost, number one, Gonzaga. Uh, at halftime, they were actually losing. But uh, obviously, a human first half means they're going to bounce back for a very good second half, and that's exactly what they did. They don't care Santa Clara in the second half of this West Coast Conference game. Uh, I believe this is the closest game Gonzaga um, has had in, obviously, point differential this year. So, I uh, shout out to Santa Clara doing some pretty good stuff there. Uh, next up, number three, Michigan. They continue its hot streak, and they dominate number nine, Iowa, uh, at home. Things clicking on all cylinders for Michigan now. 17-1. and one. I think this team is very special and very legit now after this good win over Iowa. And next up, number five, Illinois. They do bounce back with a win over Nebraska. And another piece of breaking news we did not uh, – did we mention this last episode, Ayo Dusumu? We did not. Yeah, so uh, we're going to talk about now. Ayo Dusumu, uh, he has broken his nose. He actually will be out for the rest of the regular season. He will be playing in the Big Ten tournament and obviously the March Mass tournament as well. So a little bit of news there. Uh, that might change uh, some of the picks, obviously, for the re rest of the regular season for us. But uh, all in all, uh, Illinois did bounce back with the, this one over Nebraska. Many other guys picked up slack, obviously, with Dusumu not present. And we'll now go to the next game, number 12, Houston. Very good quality win over Western Kentucky. I was very sad about this game personally. It was a one-point Houston lead in the end of the first half, and they just exploded the door. I don't remember the run it was, but it was another very big run like they've had. Per usual, it's recent this year. But that, that run definitely opened up win for Houston. Next up, Novin, Florida State. They continue their hot streak with a good win over Miami. Uh, this team is getting hot at the right time, I'd say. Uh, this is just a well-rounded team. They got a ton of flat-out scores on this team. It's just, it's just an all-well-rounded uh, attack from Coach Leonard Tamlin. That's what he loves to do with his roster. And uh, next up, their national champs, number 13, Creighton. A very dominating win over DePaul. Uh, Creighton, been making a little bit of noise as of late. I know you're very uh, pleased with this performance here. They're now 17-5 in the season. So, uh, yeah, shout-out to Creighton, I guess. And uh, next up, number 20, Arkansas. They keep their winning streak alive with a very good upset over number six, Alabama. And the Justin Smith effect is real, I'd say. I believe they're 17-2 and two when Justin Smith is playing, I think, or something like that. But all in all, this is eight conference wins in a row for this Arkansas team. Getting hot at the right time, definitely, as well. Next up, number 23, San Diego State. An OT win in the Mountain West clash uh, between Boise State. Uh, this is a very good game to watch. Uh, I was very excited to watch this game, and you were as well. But it was just a great game till the end. San Diego State, I believe, now tied for first place with Boise State in the Mountain West Conference rankings. And finally, number 25, Tennessee, your team. Uh, rivalry win over Vanderbilt. James Springer led the charge for this Tennessee team. That's really need to win for them to stay, maybe in the top 25, but we'll see what happens come Monday. And you have any thoughts about these games right here? Yeah, not really a surprise, but like you said, Gonzaga, uh, they were bad the first five minutes of the game. It was like – the score was like, I don't know, 12 to nothing uh, for the start of the game. So Santa Clara, shout out to them. They, they, look, they make Gonzaga look, look pretty bad in the, the first couple of minutes. Uh, Michigan, they're still rolling. Five Illinois, they're still rolling. At 12, obviously it sucks to see that you're West Kentucky. Uh, they're, they're, they're not the best team in Kentucky, but we'll have that discussion later on. Uh, number 11, Florida State, very good win. And Creighton, still my unofficial national champions. Yeah, unofficial until, until, until we figure out what, what the bracket is looking like. Arkansas, man, I, I can't believe they won this game. Uh, this is their first win against an actual legit team. And, yeah, they're legit now. And San Diego State, very good win. I wanted Boise State to win that and secure that outright first place. But, yeah, heck of a game there. And Tennessee, much needed. But I'm not sold on them. That They just didn't look good. Yeah, I definitely agree with all the things you said right there. But, obviously, with these wins, we have our losses and upsets. First and foremost, man, number four, Ohio State. They fear the wrath of the red-hot Michigan State Spartans. 
That's that's two top five wins in a row for Michigan State. They're getting hot at the right time, and two massive upsets. Hopefully their tournament chances are getting a little bit better. I believe they're now in the second four out, I believe, uh, for obviously bracketology purposes. But uh, Michigan State, man, the curse is uplifted, it seems. And you can't bring the poster back on. We'll talk about that later. My poster's staying up there. You know how it's going. So uh, Michigan State, shout out to them. Two top five wins in a row. That's very good stuff for them. And next up, number 15, Virginia. They drop another game. Uh, this time it's going to be to NC State. Virginia has lost three in a row now. A good quality win for NC State, but not a good look for Virginia. They're going to drop down a ton of spots probably in the AP poll on Monday. Next up, number 19, USC. They lose on the road to Colorado. Colorado, man, another perennial top 25 team. This team has been pretty much at 27 or 28 for a long time now. A very good team win for them. Hopefully they can get back in the top 25 on Monday. And finally, this is not a top 25 team, but Belmont. You know, they were undefeated in conference play. They actually lost their first game in conference play to another good team in Kentucky. I'm, I'm still not saying they're the best team in Kentucky. Eastern Kentucky with a good upset win here. Uh, Nick Mazinski, he was out for Belmont with an injury, I believe. So uh, he is obviously the top option, I'd say. Uh, you can maybe see his Grayson Murphy as well, but who knows. And obviously, he wasn't playing, so uh, Belmont definitely struggled. And he's going to tell you with a blowout win, I'd say, personally, uh, from what I watched. But uh, you got any thoughts about these four games right here? Yeah, Sparty, man. That's that's crazy. This unbelievable run continues. Um, Virginia, I don't know what's going on with them. Colorado, man, maybe they should be in the top 25, depending on uh, how their game goes this weekend. And Belmont, wow. I can't believe they lost. And for East Kentucky, I don't know why that went through my head about uh, when, when I interrupted you, when I said East Kentucky was the best team. I've, I totally forgot about Louisville. And there's just so many more teams in Kentucky that are, that are good. Yeah, there's like five very good teams in Kentucky, I'd say. Northern Kentucky, another team that we did not mention as well. And just thinking about that, the argument the other day, it'd be very cool to see all the teams in the same state battle out in like a mini preseason tournament on who is the best team in each state is. Uh, that'd be pretty cool to see. I know there's some team, some states with not many teams, like Idaho. I believe only has Idaho State and Idaho and Alaska. Obviously, no teams there. A couple other states, I think, don't have any teams as well. But uh, just thinking about that, that'd be pretty cool to see all the teams in the same state battling out and see which teams are actually the best. Obviously, not based on conferences and all that good stuff. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that'd be pretty cool. So we'd actually see who the real best team in Kentucky would be. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, that's that's just a thought I had. But uh, we'll now go to the best performances we have now. Uh, very good performances the past three day, two days, I'd say. First up, Antoine Davis, Detroit Mercy. This was an insane stat line. Probably one of the best uh, best performances we've seen this year, I'd say. And, uh, obviously, this is a Horizon League tournament play, a playing game. He scored 46 points, tournament record. But 10 three-pointers made, also a tournament record, and five assists in the playing game versus Robert Morris, a win here for Detroit Mercy. Uh, they, they got snubbed with their seed. They definitely made most of it in this very good win, obviously led by Antoine Davis. Next up, Taylor Funk from St. Joe's. St. Joe's is rolling, man. Taylor Funk had 36 points, six rebounds, and the upset went over Dayton. A-10 cannibalizing itself per usual, but uh, Taylor Funk, very good performance here for him. And finally, Quentin Grimes from Houston. 33 points, six rebounds, and a non-conference win over West Kentucky. Uh, he was lighting it up. He had 18 points in the first half, and I believe he went on a 15-0 run himself at one point in this game. So uh, very good stuff here for Quentin Grimes. You got any thoughts about these two guys right here? Yeah, I was watching that uh, Detroit Mercy game, and Anton Davis, he was, he was playing out of his mind. He scored 46 of the 83 points. The second leading score was Mr. Boko. He scored 14 points, so that just shows how – how, how big of a guy Anton Davis is and how he took over that game. Tyler Funk, big win for St. Joe's, of course. Ryan Daly's back. So, yeah, they're now 2-0 and with him in conference play and 0-9 without him in conference play. So maybe the Ryan Daly effect is real. And Quentin Grimes, maybe the American player of the year, in my opinion, so far, the front runner. Yeah, definitely agree with that right there. And pretty much all you said in this episode, uh, these performances right here. Shout out Bull Cole, by the way. Uh, one of my favorite players this year as well. But uh, Charles Bassey didn't look the greatest against Houston, so uh, hopefully he'll bounce back. But uh, we probably will talk about the finalists for the uh, positional awards, maybe Saturday as well, depending on time. Um, probably not, but we'll see what happens. But we'll definitely squeak that in there. The five finalists for each uh, positional award are coming out, and they've already been out. So uh, maybe we'll talk about that next episode, but we'll figure that out, obviously, at the end of this episode. So now we go to the best games. A ton of very good games, like we've said, these past two days. 
Uh, I know you have definitely one in mind, and uh, you weren't happy with the results, but uh, I'll let you get right to that one. Yeah, Chattanooga versus Mercer. Obviously, like you say, the senior night effect is real. And Mercer, what a, what a miracle win this was. Chattanooga was up, and what a play they drew up. Ross Cummings, obviously a senior, their, their heart and soul, their leading scorer. He hit, a, he hit a three, and in an OT, hit another three, and, and that was the game. Yeah, that was an insane shot. Uh, the first one especially. Uh, I watched that. You sent me a video. I wasn't watching that game. I was watching another game. But you sent me that, and you're like, man, because I know you're a big Chattanooga guy. Uh, but, yeah, that was a very good game from what I saw at the end. So uh, shout out to both those teams. Very good stuff there. Just shows how competitive the SoCon is uh, night in and night out. But uh, my two games, first one, a Horizon League game. Uh, I'm not going to go too much into detail with it here, but we're going Purdue-Fort Wayne-Green Bay. Game went a double OT. Uh, just an insane game uh, for both sides, I'd say. Uh, the upset did happen, which we called. Purdue-Fort Wayne got the upset over Green Bay. Very good game, though, so shout out to both teams. We'll talk about where Purdue-Fort Wayne plays uh, tomorrow uh, in the Horizon League, obviously, tournament preview. And my other game, sorry, San Diego State, Boise State, had to put it on here. Just an insane game for both teams. Um, Derek Austin Jr. is a very good player, but uh, Matt Mitchell and company, very good for San Diego State. This seems pretty much legit. But uh, hopefully, like I said, the Mountain West will have more than one bid. Definitely think it will be possible, these two teams, maybe Utah State and Colorado State as well. But uh, we'll see what happens, obviously, when it rolls to March. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Two great games as well. But let's just get to the upcoming slate. And obviously, the Saturday slate is the one you want to watch for, just like every Saturday. But today, there are some pretty solid games as well, kicking things off with Tulane versus Cincy, an American conference play. Um, obviously, since he's been hot, Tulane, they've been pretty good as well. Who do you have? Yeah, I believe I believe these two teams already played earlier this week. I believe since he did end up winning the first of two games. I'm going 1-1. Well, I picked Tulane last time. They did lose, but I'm going Tulane. Hopefully getting the 1-1, so I'm picking Tulane. Hopefully bouncing back with a win right here. Yeah, I'm picking since he here. I do not know how they went against that Tulsa game. Tulsa, honestly, I, I feel like they choked. Um, you remember that game? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I – I thought it said Tulsa, but it says Tulane. Um, I'm actually going to change my pick. I'm going Cincy. My apologies. Uh, Cincy's been pretty good. I thought this was Tulsa that I saw. I obviously read it wrong. So my apologies. I'm picking Cincy with you as well. Yeah, you know what? Let's just add another best game. Cincy versus Tulsa. I don't know how Tulsa uh, let Cincy win that game. They were up one. All they needed to do was take care of the ball, let Cincy foul. Instead, they just threw it – since he trapped and he just threw it to, to no one since he got him made the layup and then yeah that was that for Tulsa but yeah I'm got to see in this one as well definitely uh, my apologies I read it wrong you, you definitely mix up Tulsa and Tulane a ton but I'm going since he won this game as well next game up we go to the Big Ten Purdue takes on Penn State uh, more so for seeding purposes obviously in this game Purdue looking like they're gonna make March Madness Penn State I'd say they're on the outside looking in probably in the bubble but probably towards the bottom of the bubble I'd say so pretty much for seeding purposes, Budiaf hopefully uh, improving their seed in Big Ten tournament. Yeah, I feel like Penn State seed has, has solidified in the bottom three, probably, uh, I don't know, 12th or 13th, depending on Northwestern. And shout out Northwestern. They have finally won their first game of 2021. A huge upset at Minnesota, huh? Definitely. Uh, very surprised, but uh, we, were, we were hoping for this win relatively soon. Definitely shout out Northwestern in this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I got Purdue nonetheless. Yeah, going to have to agree with you. Purdue's been rolling. They're obviously a March Madness team, and uh, they're definitely more talented. I'm picking Purdue as well. Mm-hmm. Next up, Drake versus Bradley. Obviously, Drake gone with two starters for the rest of the season. Who do you have? Yeah, give me Drake still. Uh, this team's been rolling. This team probably will be making March Madness, but, uh, I mean, there's still a lot to be determined, obviously, with the uh, Missouri Valley Commerce Tournament. So uh, hopefully Drake and Little Chicago make it for the MVC. But uh, we'll see what happens. Drake got to get this one done, though, today. So I am going to pick them. Uh, hopefully they can win it. Mm-hmm. I hope they can win it as well. Got to keep their at-large hopes alive. Yeah, next up, a very good A-10 matchup. St. Louis-Richmond, obviously preseason number one and preseason number two. Not looking like it this year, but uh, if, if it were a real year, like a normal year, no, I should say a normal year, uh, who would you have winning the AP 1-2? Yeah, I got I got St. Louis, obviously, and both these teams. Right now, they're in the bubble, but if it were a normal season, if they didn't have to quarantine for 
four weeks. Each team had to quarantine four weeks each. And that's part of the reason why they're in the middle of the pack in the A-10 right now. But this is still a great game. I got St. Louis. Obviously, my preseason number one, your your preseason number one was Richmond. Are you picking them? Yeah, I mean, I think I did change it. Or no, I, I, I was mixing it up a ton with Richmond and St. Louis. In the AP polls, I was putting Richmond ahead of St. Louis, but uh, I eventually changed that. I'm going Richmond still, going my gut. Richmond's the team I was riding with to start this whole thing off, so I got to keep riding with them to the end. I know I hopped off the bandwagon a little bit, but I'm back on it. Let's go, Richmond. Should be a very good game, though. I'm very excited to watch these guard plays battle out. Mm-hmm. Next up, a very good game in the Conference USA. North Texas takes on Marshall in the first of two games. Who do you have taking the first one? Yeah, fantastic matchup. I'm going Marshall in the first one. My second one might be a little bit different, but uh, I'm very excited to watch this Conference USA game. This should be a very good game. I'm going Marshall in the first one, but North Texas could definitely get Marshall a run for the money. Yeah, I like Marshall here as well. They're one of the couple teams that have beat Western Kentucky in conference play. Yeah, and to the MAC we go. I believe this is the final game before a conference tournament for both these teams, I think. But uh, Bowling Green takes on Akron. Uh, obviously, I think this is another preseason one and two as well. But uh, obviously, in a normal year, it would be. But uh, obviously, I believe Toledo, I don't know if they've outright won it yet. But uh, all in all, uh, Akron, I believe, is in second still. Bowling Green in the middle of the pack right here. So pretty much for team purposes in this one, we've got one in it. Yeah, I got Akron in this one. This should be a star-studded game. Justin Turner versus Lauren Christian Jackson. Expect a lot of points from both of them today. Definitely. Very excited to see this matchup, but you can't sleep on Bryson Trimble as well for Akron. So I think it's a little bit of a – it's a 1-1, but then you got Bryson Trimble right behind Lauren Christian Jackson there. So he might give uh, Akron the upper hand in this one. So that's who I'm going to pick. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Next up. The Big West number one versus the Big West number two, both preseason and now. UC Santa Barbara travels to UC Irvine. Who do you take? Who do you have taken this one? Yeah, uh, give me the uh, the hot team right now. UC Santa Barbara team of the week. Uh, they've been doing some very good stuff so far this season, I'd say. And uh, some somewhat surprising, somewhat not. Uh, obviously, UC Irvine has been running this conference for years, so I'd like to see a change, and hopefully, that will be the change this year with UC Santa Barbara winning this game tonight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, UC Santa Barbara has not lost in 2021. I expect that to continue. Yes, and they do play tomorrow as well. We'll talk about that game as well for Saturday slate. But uh, two more games here for this Friday slate. Southern Illinois takes on number 21, Loyola Chicago. Uh, obviously, Loyola Chicago must need a win here to stay atop with Drake and the uh, MVC. Southern Illinois, a team that started off very hot, got very cold uh, as of late. Uh, so this should be a good matchup. Do you have Southern Illinois at any chance getting a massive upset tonight? I do not. I have Loyola Chicago winning. I do not want to give a number count. Yeah, uh, no number count here, but uh, Loyola Chicago should be coming out with a win here. Uh, would be very surprising if an upset like this happened with Southern Illinois, but uh, Loyola Chicago definitely the more favorite team and definitely the more talented team in this one. Mm-hmm. And last but not least, rounding out today, Utah State versus Nevada. Utah State looking to stay in that at-large category. And Nevada, they've been the upset killers in the Mountain West. Do Nevada pulling off this upset? I do not. You know, I'm a big Utah State guy. Definitely want to see them make the tournament. Nemus Quinta, been, he's been pretty good as of late. Uh, obviously, the wins haven't really come for Utah State as of recently. They played Boise State last week. Don't know who they played. I think they played someone a couple days ago. But uh, all in all, going Utah State win this game. They do play uh, second game as well this weekend. So we'll talk about the second one as well. Yeah, I got Utah State winning the first one. And we now go to the Saturday slate. Obviously, star-studded, jam-packed, whatever you want to call it, insane Saturday slate, per usual. Um, this probably might be the last one we do. Uh, obviously, conference tournament starting up. We're going to designate most of our time to those and covering every single bracket and all that good stuff. But uh, you, know, you never know. We might fill in another Saturday slate, depending on what's going on with all the conference terms and all that good stuff. So it uh, could be the last Saturday slate you see. Could not be. We'll definitely let you know, obviously, what's going on. But we'll just start with the Saturday slate right here. And first up, a very good Big Ten matchup. Definitely a ton of conference uh, tournament stuff and obviously March Madness tournament stuff in this one. Number three, Michigan, the red-hot team takes on Indiana. Indiana desperately needs a win to stay, hopefully, in the March Madness tournament consideration. Uh, Do you have them doing so, or do you have Michigan kind of ruining Indiana's tournament dreams? I do not. I have Michigan winning. Indiana, one of the last teams in right now. And they still might be in even because Michigan, if they lose to Michigan, that's that's basically nothing on their resume. 
Yeah, definitely. I couldn't agree with you more, but um, that loss to Michigan State might haunt them. Uh, I believe that was this past weekend. Uh, that definitely might haunt them in the future, but I'm going Michigan as well winning this game. Mm-hmm. Next up, our first top 25 matchup of this episode, 14 Texas versus 18 Texas Tech. We know you love to hook them horns. You didn't hook them horns last time. Will you be learning from that lesson? Oh, of course. You know I'm learning from that lesson. Uh, I got to hook them horns once again. Uh, why, why could I not? After a very good win against Kansas, they should be rolling. Texas Tech coming off a loss to Oklahoma State. A very good opportunity for Texas to maybe climb back into a top 10 seed, our top 10 place in the AP poll. So I'm picking Texas to win this game. Uh, they can definitely do so with a win. So let's go Horns. Hook mm-hmm. them. I'll be hooking those horns as well. And, yeah, Texas Tech has been in a little downfall. Yes, a little bit of a downfall, but uh, this team, a little bit in a more of downfall. That is number 25, Tennessee. Uh, like we said, must needed wins for this point out to stay ranked, maybe. Uh, I don't even know if that will even help, but uh, regardless, they are playing Auburn uh, in the Saturday slate up next. Uh, should be a very good SEC game, more so for uh, seeding purposes for the SEC tournament, because pretty much it's Alabama running away with it, even though Arkansas still beat them. But uh, regardless, who do you have hopefully getting a better seed in the SEC tournament? Yeah, I got Tennessee. Obviously. Yeah, I mean, kind of obvious for you. I'm going Tennessee as well. I think it could be relatively close, but Tennessee definitely the more uh, talented team, I'd say. But uh, Auburn definitely due for an upset and a win sometime soon. Mm-hmm. Next up, a very important game for these two ACC teams, Syracuse versus Georgia Tech. The winner stays in the bubble conversation. The loser, their hopes are alive. Who do you have? Having taken, who do you have keeping their NCAA tournament hopes alive? Yeah, uh, you're gonna like me for this one. I'm picking Georgia Tech winning this game. Uh, they've been rolling as of late, red hot, I'd say. And obviously, coming off a massive win over number 16, uh, Virginia Tech, they should definitely keep rolling. So, I am picking uh, obviously Georgia Tech. Mm-hmm. I will too. Syracuse, you know, Jim Beheim, the king of zones, obviously not Ron Hunter. But, yeah, you see what Michael DeVoe did to Miami's zone. He's going to do the exact same to Syracuse's zone. Yeah, and if you saw what Duke did to Syracuse's zone as well, uh, you could definitely give Georgia Tech that credit as well. So uh, we'll definitely see what happens. A very important game, like you said, nonetheless, on Saturday. And next up, another very important game for both teams, I'd say. Number five, Illinois, takes on number 23, Wisconsin. Uh, obviously, no Ayodusun win this game. Uh, so maybe that opens the door for the Badgers and the, my former national champs. So uh, with that being said, do you have my former national champs getting a good upset? At home, I do. Yes, I, I do as well. I'm back on the train. Uh, hopefully they can get this one done. If not, you probably won't see a number next to their name come Monday. But uh, you know me. I got I to gotta root for those Badgers. That's what I'll be, I will be doing uh, tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Next up, a very good game in the SEC. LSU takes on the red, a red-hot number 20 Arkansas team. Who do you have taking this one? Yeah, give me the red-hot team, uh, Arkansas. I mean, not much else I can say. LSU could definitely pull off a massive upset. I definitely don't see it out of the realm of possibility. I think Arkansas has been rolling, though. So I am going to pick Arkansas, but I would honestly not be surprised if LSU got a very good upset on the resume. Mm-hmm. I got Arkansas as well. I, I think they're going to get a nine straight conference win. Yeah, and a very good game right here for the A-10 once again. Davidson takes on VCU. Obviously, VCU, uh, I believe they're still tied with St. Bonnie's for first. They might be in first outright. Not sure what's going on, but I know Davidson is in third still. So, uh, obviously, a very good and important matchup for seeding purposes. So, uh, who do you have in a must-needed uh, win, I'd say, to maybe have a chance at first place in the A-10? I got Davidson taking this one. I wouldn't really call this an upset. Obviously, no bones highland for VCU. I feel like Davidson, they're a lot more fundamentally sound. They, they can execute, execute better than St. Louis. Yeah, very interesting, considering you're a big St. Louis guy. Got to keep VCU rolling. No Bones Highland, no problem. Like I said, they definitely showed it against St. Louis. I think they'll continue to roll over Davidson. I think it will be a very close game, though, as it was with St. Louis for VCU. I think VCU uh, seems to know what they're doing without Bones Highland. And I don't know if it's actually officially he's not playing in this game. So uh, that could definitely be a plus if he is playing. I don't know if he will be. My hope, my guess is probably not, but uh, you never know. Bones Highland's a beast. Shout out to him. I'm going VCU just for him. Mm-hmm. Next up, shorthand in Miami program, still with five scholarship players. They'll be taking on Clemson, looking to get their seeding. Oh, good for the ACC tournament. Do you have a shorthand in Miami team pulling off an upset? 
I do not. Uh, it's pretty much the Isaiah Wong show at Miami. He's pretty much the only guy they have that can do stuff, I'd say. But all in all, I'm picking Clemson, easy one here. Uh, Miami, yeah, that, that that's not looking too good for them. They did keep it relatively close to Florida State uh, at the end of the second half. There was a blood at the, at the end of the first half. But all in all, going Clemson win this game. Yeah, same here. And next up, another ACC matchup, shorthanded BC team. Uh, definitely a lot more shorthanded now than uh, – we could have said a couple weeks ago, takes on Notre Dame. Uh, yeah, I mean, pretty much another uh, purpose uh, seeding thing in this game. Uh, DFBC maybe getting a massive upset with a new coach and obviously some guys not with them now. As much as I, I do want them to get an upset, I do not think they will be getting an upset. Obviously, like you said, very, very shorthanded. I don't know who's worst at this current moment, Miami or BC. But, yeah, I could probably name all the scholarship players available for BC next game. Yeah, I definitely think I could as well. I'm going Notre Dame, definitely. Uh, this team's still pretty good, Notre Dame. Uh, they could definitely make a run in the ACC tournament, I think. But uh, all in all, they should definitely win this game. If they lose to BC, uh, they, shouldn't, they shouldn't have a chance to make it to March. Uh, I, I don't think that should be possible. Mm-hmm. Next up, a game in the Big East, Marquette. We finally saw their, their good side. They, they traveled to UNC, and they beat them. By, by double digits, they'll be taking on UConn, looking to stay in that tournament conversation. Do you have the good set of Marquette coming out again? Yeah, I think I think it probably will come out, but I think UConn definitely much more talented, especially with James Knight playing. So uh, I'm going UConn winning this game, but I would not be surprised if Marquette showed their good side and kept this game very close for this biggest matchup. Mm-hmm, definitely agree with you, but I got to take UConn like you. Definitely. And next up, the uh, battle of the Oklahoma, Oklahoma State versus number seven, Oklahoma. Who's the best team in Oklahoma? I don't know because uh, Oklahoma, Oklahoma obviously lost to Kansas State their last time out. Oklahoma State beat Texas State their last time – not Texas State, Texas Tech their last time out. So, uh, Battle of Oklahoma, which one's the better Oklahoma? Oklahoma. Uh, they're playing at home. I think they'll have a, a better advantage. Yeah. Uh, give me Oklahoma State. After what I saw for Oklahoma losing to Kansas State, uh, I don't know if I can – I don't know if I can rock with them anymore, you know. But uh, all in all, I'm picking Oklahoma State winning this game. They've been rolling, definitely going to be in the top 25. Uh, win or lose next week with this uh, game here. But all in all, I'm picking the upset with Oklahoma State. Mm-hmm. Next up, another game in the SEC. Ole Miss still hanging on by a thread. They'll be traveling to Vanderbilt. Who do you have taking this one? Do you have Ole Miss still hanging on to their, their NCAA tournament hopes? I do. Uh, those hopes are definitely a little bit smaller, obviously, with the loss last weekend. But uh, good win over Missouri can maybe boost them back up. Uh, they got to get this one done, though, over Vanderbilt. I think they will get it done, but uh, it's not going to be too much if they win, but it'll definitely be a lot uh, in the wrong direction if they do lose this game. Mm-hmm. Definitely agree with you, but I got to pick Ole Miss here. Yeah. Hey, speaking of Kansas State, here they are. Uh, I believe looking for three wins in a row now. They're taking on number 10 West Virginia, another very good matchup for Kansas State. Uh, is the upset train still alive with Kansas State, or is West Virginia kind of ruining those chances for the uh, underdogs? I really hope the upset train is still alive, but I got to pick West Virginia here. They're, they're obviously a lot better than Kansas State. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely with it right there. The upset train hopefully will be still alive on Saturday, but I don't think it will. Uh, I mean, I hope so, but I don't think it will just happen. Can't pick against West Virginia in this one, so that's what I'm picking. Mm-hmm. Next up, number 11, Florida State, one of the hottest teams in the nation. They'll be traveling at UNC, who obviously interesting loss to Marquette there. Um, do you have UNC winning this one and bouncing back? Yeah, I mean, I could see them bouncing back and getting a good upset win over Florida State, but I don't think it will happen. Florida State's been rolling at the right time. We've definitely said it. So I got to pick them. I'd be crazy not to pick with them. So I uh, could see an upset happening for UNC, but I'm going to pick Florida State just to be safe with it. Mm-hmm, definitely agree with you. I got to pick Florida State just to be safe with it. And speaking of more upsets, Wake Forest maybe looking for an upset over number 16, Virginia Tech. Obviously, they lost their last one out to Georgia Tech. So, uh, do you have Virginia Tech bouncing back? Or do you have Wake Forest getting a pretty big upset for themselves? I do have Virginia Tech bouncing back. Obviously, the safer pick as well. Yes, Tyrese Radford is back for Virginia Tech. So, that's definitely a positive. I have Virginia Tech winning this game. Should be relatively easy, but you never know with Wake Forest. Definitely keep your uh, run for your money. Mm-hmm. Next up, game two of Boise State versus 22 San Diego State. Do you have San Diego State taking the sweep here? I do. And uh, this, is, this game is being played at Boise State, a place that they're very good at at home. But I think San Diego State uh, will definitely try and get the sweep. Uh, I know 
I don't want it to happen. I want a multi-bid Missouri, uh, not Missouri, uh, Mountain West Conference. But uh, I'm going with San Diego State. I think it will be a very close game as it was last time. But uh, I'm just very excited to watch this game too of the season series. Definitely agree with you. I got to go with the 1-1 here. And next up, Oregon. A very good one for Stanford their last time out. They're taking on Cal. Oregon obviously looking to get maybe back in the tournament. They're currently still out in the bubble right now. But a win here could definitely boost their chances. Do you have them doing so? Or do you have Cal kind of ruining Oregon's uh, tournament hopes? Yeah, nice little trap game for Oregon here. Um, but I got Oregon winning this one. Yeah, I'm picking Oregon as well. Chris Duarte, Robertson Show. And even Eugene Nui Moore, he's been looking very good. Uh, obviously, the transfer from Rutgers to Oregon. Uh, they've been all looking very good. Same with LJ Figueroa, I'd say, coming in from St. John's. Just a plethora of guys thriving, I'd say, at Oregon. I'm picking them definitely winning this game. Mm-hmm. Next up, Florida takes on all of a sudden red-hot Kentucky. Do you have Kentucky keeping that win streak alive? Oh, uh, yeah, I have to. Uh, I'd be crazy not to pick with Kentucky in this one. I think it will be a very close game. Florida is definitely a very good team. Uh, but I think Kentucky has been rolling at the right time, so I'm picking them. I uh, would not be surprised if this team maybe won the SEC tournament at this point, and that would just be crazy to see. Obviously, a team with a losing record right now, making um, winning the SEC tournament and getting that bid. But all in all, picking Kentucky winning this game, but it's going to be a very good game to watch. I'll be picking Kentucky as well, and all of a sudden, they're a dark horse for the SEC tournament. Yeah, that's probably one of the most talented dark horses you'll see in any conference. Same with Arizona State for their conference as well. But all in all, next game up, go to the Ohio Valley Conference once again. Belmont looking for their, obviously, uh, win. Obviously coming off the loss to Eastern Kentucky. They take on Moorhead State. Kind of struggling as of late. Do you have Belmont bouncing back? Uh, assuming, obviously, Nick Mazinski is playing in this game. I do. I don't know when Nick Mazinski will be returning. But Moorhead State, a very good team. Another team in the conversation for, for best teams in Kentucky. Definitely. Uh, unfortunately, I will not be picking one of the conversation teams for the best team in Kentucky. I will be picking Belmont as well. Uh, Grayson Murphy was in foul trouble last time. I don't think he will be in foul trouble two games in a row. So I'm picking Belmont one in this game. Yeah, I'll pick Belmont as two <laughs> for your information. Next up, UNC Greensboro versus East Tennessee State. Probably number one and two right now, but who do you have? Yeah, UNC Greensboro is actually coming off a loss to Western Carolina. Obviously, Mason Falk in the show took care of them. But uh, it was a very close game, though. But uh, I'm going ETSU, pulling off a quote-unquote upset. Obviously, you know it's not an upset. It's SoCon. So it's anyone's game on anyone's given night. I'm going ETSU, uh, just a hunch. But uh, it's pretty much a toss-up per usual in the SoCon. Yeah, Mason Faulkner returned for the first time in a couple weeks, and he lit it up 28 points in 30 minutes. Unbelievable performance for him. But, yeah, I got to change my pick here. I got to go with the home team, East Tennessee State. Yes, very wise for you there. But uh, next game, we go to the Big East once again. Number 13, Creighton ticks on Xavier. Xavier's chances for the tournament are looking a little bit slim to none now, obviously with the loss to Providence their last time out. Creighton, you know they've been rolling. So, uh, obviously, do you have your national champs continuing to roll in this win? I do. I feel like Creighton. Yeah, Creighton. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like they could lose this game, but I'm not. I'm going to pick with Creighton still. I think it will be relatively close per usual in the Big East. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to have to go to national champs as well. Mm-hmm. Next up, Alabama looking to bounce back. Should be an easy one against Mississippi State. Don't count them out, though. Do you have Alabama winning this one? Yeah, don't count on Mississippi State, but I am picking Alabama bouncing back. Mississippi State has had some pretty good upsets earlier this year, so I think this game could be pretty close, uh, considering Alabama and Vanderbilt was pretty close. But uh, I'm going Alabama definitely winning this game right here. Mm-hmm. Same here. I don't think they'll be losing two in a row. Yeah, next game up from the ACC, a very big game for both teams, I'd say. Uh, pretty, much, pretty much a win, and your tournament chances are – not guaranteed, but they'd be pretty good, uh, I'd say, for both these teams. Louisville and Duke, that is the two teams that are playing. Uh, must need a win for both teams, I'd say, to make the tournament. Uh, who do you got getting it? Yeah, um, I got Duke getting it at home. Louisville, obviously, you see their offense struggle a lot at times. And Duke is rolling. Yeah, Duke's rolling. You got to pick them, I'd say, at this point. So I'm picking Duke. Hopefully getting back into the tournament conversation, considering a very slow start to their season. Mm-hmm. Next up, Minnesota. All of a sudden, they're, they're looking like they're out of the tournament. They'll be facing Nebraska. This does not boost their resume by all means, but it's a must win. Yeah, Minnesota taking that. Yeah, I think I think they will take it, but Nebraska will definitely give Minnesota a run for the money, I'd say. Uh, but I think Minnesota definitely the more talented team at this point. 
Uh, so I hope they win this game, but I would honestly not be surprised if they did get upset by Nebraska. But I'm still picking Minnesota for a safety option. But uh, like you said, it must be one for this team. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've changed my vote once. I'll be changing my vote again. I'll be picking Nebraska at home for this one. Yes, very bold, but I can definitely see that happening as well. So I'm now going to go to the Big 12 once again. It should be a very good game, but I'm very excited for this one. Number two, Baylor. They take on number 17, Kansas. It should be a very good game, obviously. But, uh, yeah, who do you got winning this game? Yeah, I got Baylor winning this game. After what I saw from Kansas, that was a that was a miserable game for them. But it was close. But, you know, they had their chances. They didn't convert. But, yeah, Baylor somehow escaping Iowa State will take this one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... As much as I want to pick Kansas, I just can't. Uh, Baylor is very talented. Baylor is so good. So uh, I can't pick against them. But winning this game, I definitely call them a legit program. I mean, they already are legit this year. But a win against Kansas, I definitely give them that legit title. I've only given it to Gonzaga and Michigan so far this year. I haven't given it to Baylor yet, personally, for me. But I win here on Saturday. I'll definitely give them the legit title. But uh, all in all, I'm picking Baylor winning this game. Mm-hmm. Next up, we go to the Pac-12. Should be the Bill Walton game, but I'm not. I'm not pretty. Sh- I'm not sure. Number 19 USC takes on Utah. A trap game for USC. Looking to bounce back. Who do you have in this one? Yeah, trap game indeed. Looking to bounce back. Uh, I think they will bounce back. Uh, don't know if the Isaiah Moby was playing in the game uh, against Colorado. He was. Yeah, yes. uh, he was a game time decision, but he did end up playing. But uh, definitely, he should be more healthy on this game Saturday. I'm picking USC. They should not lose two in a row, and if they do. That'd be a pretty uh, bad scare for them, obviously, with Pac-12 standings. But, uh, yeah, I'm definitely picking USC, bouncing back in this one. Yeah, got to be picking USC as well. Another very important Pac-12 game right here, UCLA takes on Colorado. Obviously, UCLA looking for first place in the Pac-12 now. Uh, I think they can tie it now with a win here on Saturday. Obviously, for Colorado, looking to make it back into the top 25 with a win right here. So, uh, who do you have pretty much extend their streak and get the good recognition for, the obviously, the AP poll? or the uh, Pac-12 conference standings. Yeah, UCLA is actually atop the Pac-12 all by themselves. Right now, UCLA – I mean, USC, sorry. They're one game behind. I got UCLA continuing to roll and hopefully re-entering the top 25. Huge top 25 implications in this game, though. Definitely agree with you there. I'm going with Colorado winning this game, extending their streak in this one. McKinley Rice just been so talented for Colorado, pretty much the anchor for this team. And uh, you you cannot pick against him. He is a beast. Uh, I'm very excited to watch this game personally, so I am going to go Colorado, but I think, honestly, this game is definitely a Mm toss-up. Yeah, and UC Santa Barbara, they played the number two team today. They'll be playing the number three team tomorrow, UC Riverside. The uh, UC Santa Barbara winning two games in as many days. Yes, my apologies. I thought they were playing UC Irvine twice, but I believe they already played earlier uh, this season, I think. But all in all, I'm picking UC Santa Barbara winning this game right here. Back-to-back games might be a little bit of a struggle for them, but I think they definitely will take care of one game at least. I don't know which one it will be, but regardless, I'm picking UC Santa Barbara in this game on Saturday. Yeah, I will as well. And we now go to Sunday slate. Not too many games here, but some very important games for tournament seating and conference seating as well. First up, number eight, Villanova. They take on Butler. You know Butler, they've been pretty much struggling as of late, I'd say. Villanova seems to be finding their rhythm back, I'd say. So uh, it's just a matter of who wins this game. It should be a little bit one-sided, I'd say. But regardless, what do you got getting the must-needed win? I got Villanova. Yeah, I got Villanova as well. Uh, I think it will be a little bit of a blowout, personally speaking. But uh, we'll definitely see what happens and what Butler can bring to the table on Sunday. Mm -hmm. Next up, Memphis versus Cincy. Who do you have in this one? Yeah, I haven't seen much of Memphis in a long time, it seems. But I think they did play the other day, and they got a win. Uh, I believe I think they played Tulane, actually. But uh, all in all, I'm going Memphis winning this game. This team's still pretty good. This team definitely still has a chance to maybe uh, win the American Conference Tournament. I think uh, first place is kind of out of the realm of possibility at this point for them. But all in all, win, get the at-large bid. That, I could definitely see it happening for Memphis. So I'm picking Memphis in this game. But uh, since you know they're red hot, so it could definitely be anyone's game. Mm-hmm. These are the number four and five teams in the American easily, basically fighting for who, who's getting the four seed, who's getting the five seed. I got Cincy staying hot. Definitely. Should be a very good game. And this game, a very important game for both teams, I'd say, on Sunday. Michigan State takes on Maryland. Big tournament implications here for Big Ten and obviously March Madness as well. Michigan State, you know, two top five wins in the past two games. 
Obviously, Maryland, a very good team, though, so can't count them out. So, uh, do you have Michigan State rolling again? Or do you have Maryland, uh, your favorite team, Big Ten Player of the Year, Aaron Wiggins, uh, beating your former Big Ten Player of the Year, Rocket Watts? Yeah, I got to take Maryland here. They're playing at home. Sparty, they got to be human at some point. I still have the poster. It's not, it's not there anymore. It's hanging up there for, for lighting purposes. So, uh, your, yours is too for lighting purposes. But, yeah, uh, I got to pick Big Ten Player of the Year. Aaron Wiggins here. He will out. He will be outperforming Big Ten player, former Big Ten player of the year, Rocket Watts. Yeah, it uh, should be a very fun game. Uh, I'd say Aaron Henry has a better chance than Rocket Watts does for yes. Big Ten player of the year. He's been very hot as of late. So I am picking Michigan State. Sure, it's for lighting purposes, but it's in a perfect spot, right mm-hmm. in the center, right at the top. Very perfect. Uh, just where it wants to be. It's very perfect. So uh, picking Michigan State, winning this game, continue to roll, and hopefully getting their chances to even move up. Higher and higher, and that March Madness bubble. Mm-hmm. Next up, a top 10 matchup, number nine, Iowa versus number four, Ohio State. Iowa, they're banged up. They lost Jack Nungy in his first minute when he came in. And McCaffrey, Connor McCaffrey, to be exact, he, he tweaked his ankle, I'm guessing, right? Did he tweak his ankle? Yes, I believe so. Yeah, but who, have, who do you have taking this top 10 matchup here? Yeah, I mean, with or without these two guys, I'm still going Ohio State. Uh, sure, the matchup for Garzilla should be a little bit easier. It seems like he got clamped against Hunter Dickinson in that game uh, this yesterday, I believe it was. Yeah, it was yesterday. It feels like a long time ago, but, it, yeah, it was yesterday. But uh, all in all, I'm going Ohio State, bouncing back, obviously coming off a loss to Sparty. Both these teams coming off losses. Ohio State, I think, will bounce back, but I think it will be a very fun game to watch. Mm-hmm. I got Ohio State nonetheless as well. And Houston, number 12, looking to keep their streak alive. Go back to conference play. They take on South Florida, a team who's been struggling, I'd say, as of late. Uh, should be a one-sided game, I'd say. But uh, regardless, do you Houston staying hot? I do. No number. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no number count here. But, yeah, Houston staying hot. Yeah, I'm picking Houston as well. Uh, game of runs for this team, definitely. I think they'll have a big run either in the first half or the second half, and that will pretty much seal them the game. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, a shorthanded pit program will be taking on NC State coming off a big win over Virginia. Do you have Pitt winning this game without two of their top three guys? No, I, I do not. Uh, Pitt, they've definitely been struggling. They started off the season eight and two, I believe it was. I believe they're nine and nine in the last in the last um, 18 games, I think. But uh, all in all, going NC State winning this game. This team still has a chance to make it to March, I'd say. They're still in the bu- I think they're in the bubble right now, I'd say, personally. But uh, keep in mind, this team was ranked, NC State was, uh, sometime earlier this season. Uh, definitely don't mistake that. But all in all, picking NC State winning this game, that's really needed for their tournament chances to hopefully increase. Yeah. If Pitt, need, if Pitt wants to win, they're gonna, Champagne's going to have to have 50 points and, and 30 rebounds. That's just the way it is for Pitt now. But, yeah, uh, that kind of explains it for Pitt. I got NC State winning. Definitely. Should be a pretty good game, though, I'd say. I should. Be, I think it will be a relatively close game despite Pitt uh, being very shorthanded in this one. Uh, next game up, a very important game for the Summit League. Uh, North Dakota State takes on South Dakota. I believe this is the one and two in the Summit League right now. Uh, should be a very fantastic game. But, uh, you know, we got some stars on that South Dakota team. So, uh, we'll be picking, picking the stars and A.J. Pelotuzzi and uh, Stanley, Umno, uh, Stanley Umde. Sorry. Yeah, um, all of a sudden, South Dakota looks like the front runner now. AJ Plitzel White, again, that's how you pronounce it. And Stanley Umude, yeah, they're the best two players in the Summit League, or two top five players in the Summit League, in my opinion. So, yeah, South Dakota here. Yeah, AJ Plitzel White, I'll get your name right, man. I apologize. I was trying to get it right first time, but uh, I'll, I'll have to get it right relatively soon. Regardless, I'm picking you and your South Dakota team. Should continue to roll, and this team could definitely be a scary team in March, I'd say. So definitely don't sleep on South Dakota. Mm-hmm. And last but not least, game number two of Utah State versus Nevada. Obviously, you're a 1-1 guy. Will you be picking the 1-1 here? I will not. Uh, there is a special occasion. It's Utah State. Cannot pick 1-1 with Utah State. Got to pick 2-0. So that's what I'll be doing. And I need Neem Squirt to have some two very good games this weekend in order to have his chance at Mountain West Player of the Year. Yeah. Oh, Nevada, 1-1 here. I'll be picking the 1-1 if you aren't. So, yeah, Nevada here. Yeah. Yeah, and that is all we have for today's episode. Obviously, a very good uh, weekend slate per usual. Saturday is the day to watch. Star-studded matchups. 
just a ton of insane matchups, I'd say. And I'd say today is pretty good as well for a Friday slate. Uh, usually Fridays are no top 25 teams playing, but we got a, one team at least playing in there and a lot of very good high major matchups. But, uh, yeah, keep in mind, tomorrow is that episode with all the conference tournament previews. We got three in mind, the America East, the Horizon League, and um, and the uh, Big South. I did not forget yeah. a Big South. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm very excited for those ones. We'll cover pretty much who we got winning and what our bracket will look like. We do have the brackets. We'll be showing them and previewing them for the first time uh, this year. I'm very excited for those. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much all I got for today. You got any closing words before we close it out? Yeah, one last piece of breaking news. We totally forgot. We overlooked the NCAA will be allowing replacement teams for the tournament. As long as the team is entered before the first round begins, they'll be playing. And if the tournament starts and the team a team has, has COVID or they just have to forfeit the game, and the tournament, the conference tournament champs, if they have COVID, the tournament can the conference, sorry, can actually designate a team to, to play in the madness. So pretty interesting stuff. What do you think? Yeah, very interesting. Uh, very weird as well, I'd say. But uh, teams could definitely maybe mess some things up or maybe mm -hmm. add an extra team in there sneakily. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I do like the rule. I think it's very fair. But uh, if you're a conference where your team gets COVID and the next team is just it's such a big gap between one and two, uh, that's something I would not like because – like, for example, a conference who's not very good. I don't, I don't want to give out any conferences right now, but uh, you, you know what you're thinking of in your head. I uh, say the top team who's just dominant wins the regular season and by like three games ahead, the next team's not as good. Now, that team that can be replaced them, it's just going to be a blowout, I'd say, in that game. And that's not what we want for March Madness, but uh, who knows? Maybe they'll prove me wrong. But all in all, that would be my only thought of concern. Uh, a team just being so talented in their conference and the next team just being mediocre, I'd say, at best. But all in all, I don't think that will be the case too, too much. So I'm very excited. But uh, I think this is a very fair rule. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see if it will actually happen and be in place. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's really all we got for today. Very excited for tomorrow and, and after, everything after that. The conference tournament's obviously one step away from March Madness. Definitely. Like you said, that's all I got for today's episode. 20 days left until March Madness begins. Got to get excited at this point. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Thank you guys for tuning in. And it is always March. It's always March, baby. See you guys tomorrow.